tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good game, TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Mama's gonna give you love. I don't know why I do that. <laughs> Welcome to the Bates Motel After Show, the After Buzz TV Bates Motel After Show. We are back, folks. We are officially back. Woo-hoo! Season three, Bates Motel. Very An excited. Special episode. Um, we are one down. We're officially okay. one it's, down. It's, it's me, as always, Joe Braswell, joining you. Uh, I'm joined by the lovely Dua Casey. Hi, welcome. I'm so excited to be back. I know. I'm excited oh. to have you. And I'm joined by the the, the Nando Velasquez. <laughs> <laughs> no, no adjective. Well, no, you've got no a, adjective. Freshly shaven, like haircut is is is, 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 is happening. Okay, you're looking N- good. Nando needs no introduction. Nando's been training for the LA Marathon, yeah. so he's looking quite uh, svelte. I'm running a marathon on Sunday. Yes, so get ready. I am not running a marathon on Sunday. Feel free to tweet at me at Nando Vell, giving encouragement. Sure. Instagram. I'm gonna I'm gonna tweet a bunch of stuff too, and maybe I'll bring my medal next week if you guys are really. Are you gonna tweet while you're running? Yeah. <laughs> Run tweet. I'm gonna. Well, I'm gonna <laughs> take breaks. Maybe I'll stop and do a quick tweet or something. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. I'll, anyway, I'll, I'll be following you. <laughs> uh, for those who he shook his head no. Empty spot at the table and in our hearts belongs to Joe, Joe Braswell. Joe Sanfilippo, yes. who is, who's not here for the premiere episode, but he will be back next week. And uh, so, Joe, we miss you. I know you're out there doing your thing. Some VO crap, whatever it is you do. Um, <laughs> he's kind of a big deal. <laughs> he's, he's kind of a big he's deal. working yeah. on some other junk that's more important than this, apparently. Anyway, Nothing. but we're, we're all here. We're so glad. We're happy to be back. Uh, this is one of our favorite, favorite shows. We're so excited to talk about this, and there's plenty to talk about. We'll talk about some of the stuff that happened off-season. I mean, we, we covered a lot of it. Uh, as you may or may not know, um, most of you did tune in and, and download us, and thank you. We had a nice pre-show with a couple of great guests. We had uh, Nestor Carbonell, not Campbell. Our, uh, our our new BFF Nestor, our new BFF Nestor, second time guest in the program. Yeah, gotta Woo. love him. Gotta and, love him. And rumor has it he's coming back for a third time for episode five. Yeah, nice. we're hoping. We're so hoping to. We'll we're, see. I'm just I'm, I'm calling it right now. That's the episode that he directed. That's the episode, that's he, directed. The episode he directed. And, then, and also the lovely Tracy Speridacos. Oh, you uh, know what? Pterodactyl, as I call her. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how much she actually hates that. She said last time that she. That, that was her, what she got teased with, that people right. called her pterodactyl. They sure. called her whole family the pterodactyl family. So now we call her pterodactyl, and I wonder yes. if that really irritates her. I'm sure it does, but she still loves us, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, hello, Tracy. Hello, Nestor. And hello, everyone else who's who's joining us now. Uh, but enough of that. So if you didn't check that out, you can check that out on iTunes and YouTube. And it's pretty cool. We, we get into like a lot of last season. Yeah. And we if you talk- subscribe to us on iTunes, it should come up on your feed yeah, as you can it check is. It out. Yeah. Um, and I will say, you know, again, you, you can find us. There's a lot change. We've got kind of a new set. If you haven't been here in a while. Uh, new logo. I love our new logo. Yeah, new stuff going on. Thanks to uh, um, Stephen Lemieux for that. And, uh, you know, we're on SoundCloud. We're on iTunes. Um, we're not streaming live on, on, on YouTube. We're on YouTube. And, uh, yeah, and, and on, our, on our website. So we're still all, in all the same places with more people. And hopefully, if you're first time joining us, thank you. Woo! And now, let's talk about the show. <laughs> like, a lot happened to us. 
Yes. Man, a lot happened. It's I mean, a death we, in the family. I want to. Yeah, I want to get into um, a few things. I mean, we have you know we have uh, look we have Norma 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 and Norman to talk about uh, the the emergence of Annika. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know the Dylan and Romero. Uh, Annika's going to be trouble. I can just say that right now. Uh, well, I don't, is she going to be trouble? Mm-hmm. She seems so sweet. Oh. That's she Tracy. looks like Michelle Pfeiffer, doesn't she? She does. That's she a little bit of that. Tracy or wow. Annika? Uh, well, well. <laughs> Tracy as Annika. Yes. yes. Uh, we got to talk about Caleb, the return of Caleb. Yep. Mm-hmm. He's back. Dunkle. Uh, the, <laughs> the Dunkle. The Dunkle. <laughs> hashtag Dunkle. Hashtag if you guys, Dunkle. If you guys are on Twitter, if you're doing the live, to no. hashtag Dunkle. That is what we're I calling like it now. I like Dunkle. I don't like that. But- I Dunkle. like it. Dunkle. All right. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. And so, um, Dunkle Caleb. <laughs> so, yeah, Caleb's back. So, um, so let's get into this. So, we opened the show with, uh, you know, Norman. So, it, we, last we saw Norman and Norma, they just got through this horrific ordeal involving uh, Miss Watson and, mm-hmm. and, and her murder. And it was revealed that Norman did kill Miss Watson and he did blackout. Uh, he had the big lie detector test. He passed the lie detector test by... Almost of, killed himself. He oh, went to the woods almost, to kill himself. Oh, well, before the lie himself. detector, yeah. Yeah, but then... But Norma, was, Norma sa- saved him. With a kiss. With a kiss. With a very <laughs> uncomfortable, way too long kiss yeah. for your from your mother. Yeah. <laughs> uh, bring, bring, bring some back. Uh, he passed the lie detector test by assuming the identity of his mother. Mm-hmm. Like, so we see the birth of and his mother Bates, his, as we know him. His mother next to him saying, you didn't kill... Right, Blair Watson. I did. Yeah, and so that's that how he creepy. convinced himself that he didn't kill her. That's how he convinced himself in the lie detector test. And, and as I mentioned in the previous episode, uh, an ending very reminiscent of Psycho, with him sort of doing that weird, creepy smile to camera, and you know, and fade to black. So here we are in season three, and it starts with them in bed. Yeah, that's the way to start the season. I looked at that and I was like, oh, here we go. They're it's- in bed, and they're not only in bed. You know, they're spooning. <laughs> they're spooning pretty hard. Like, you know, look, hey, you know what? You sleep. You're eighteen. You get scared. You sleep with your mom. Yeah, is that wrong? Do you spoon her? Yeah. Mm. And you're 18 years old, and you're spooning your mom, and they're just and it's like, and she's just nuzzling, and he's nuzzling, and they're just nuzzled up, and it's, yeah. Welcome yeah. back to Base Motel. Uh, Leave it to Dylan, who definitely takes the perspective of the audience when he sure. sits down in the kitchen, and he's like, um. You know that he's 18, he shouldn't be sleeping with you. And I thought that Norma played that so well. God, Vera played that. Well, well what, Norma or Vera? Vera. Okay, because I, I, well. I agree. I love the way she played that. I love the way she plays Norma because there's always this moment of like, I guess it's us as an audience, there's this feeling of like, is does Norma know she's crazy? Does Norma know she does a bunch of crazy shit? Or does, is Norma like, she's sometimes she's completely self-aware, like, okay, well, I'm just going to do this. And sometimes she's oblivious. And it's this weird balance that Vera plays. And in that moment, it's like, well, he, she's embarrassed, clearly embarrassed, like, oh, he, she, he fell asleep. What's the big yeah. deal? Yeah. But she knows it's wrong, but almost like she knows it's wrong, but she doesn't want to admit it's wrong. Mm-hmm. But then after Dylan confronts her with it, there's some part of her is like, well, I guess it's wrong. So she has to tell Norman later, like, like, you know, Norman, we shouldn't be doing this because Dylan said we shouldn't be doing exactly this. She's a right. very, she's a very selfish character because mm-hmm. she's obviously thinking of herself. Right. You know, she's very smothering, but it's all really about her and her pain and it's, it's what she wants. Dylan kind of woke her up a little bit to that. It's a great point. But ultimately we see it later on, you know, when she needs something. Sure. That's she when reverts. she goes back to, back to that style. That's yeah. a great point, Nando, because if you, if you look at it from, from a perspective of Norman, Norma is just behaving in a selfish manner mm-hmm. when she's called on it by the outside world. Like Dylan's like, Mom, what are you doing? She's like, Oh, well, um, well, I guess it is weird. Shoot. 
all right, well, Dylan said I can't do this anymore. So it's like, you know, so it's that. But it's, I don't know, there there seems to be some self-awareness there, but also I don't give a crap. Mm -hmm. I just love the way she plays this. Well, it's interesting, and I'll talk about this more in News and Gossip, but Carrie Aaron does a story, she actually writes something for the LA Times, and she talks about, she writes a lot of the character of Norma and how she gets into that and what she has to do. Wow. To prepare for that. So I'll talk about that a little bit sure. later in the show, but. Sure. <clears throat> so, so we get in that, we see that, that, that entrance and then, uh, you know, the Dylan, we talked about, you know, Dylan breaks them up and that happens, but, um, we do get, you know, some insight as to like, life is resuming as normal, right? There's in the debates, you know, Dylan's home, he's happy, you know, Norman's, da- Norman's downstairs cooking eggs, Norma and Norman are spooning, like, all is good, right? Yeah. <laughs> Welcome and, back. And we pick him up the first day of school, so we know that it's Norman's day. He's 18 years old, but he's going to his senior year. Um, he's normal. He gets normal. He uh, is, is on his way to school, getting dropped off by his mother at 18, and decides <laughs> he doesn't want to go in. And this is the thing which I love, too, like how quickly things go from, immediately go from, like, everything's wonderful, we love each other. Zero to ten. Zero to, like, get, get out of the car, I hate you. <laughs> what did you think of that scene? That, well, that was, I mean, I think that it was, in going back to kind of, uh, like, what makes, you, you're going to think about what triggers Norman and actually makes him crazy and completely, you know, the Norman that we know in, in Psycho. Uh-huh. And I think it's instances like that. That complete and utter total humiliation of your right. You're absolutely right, Nando. Norma is selfish. She didn't think for one second the effect that that would have on Norman. Right. But I think that he played it well. He just kind of hovered with his tail between his legs. But in that moment, Norma, who seems to be trying to do things in the best interest of Norman in order to please Norman, he said he didn't want to go, yet she's like, didn't say, okay, honey, it's okay not to go. She's like, you're going. Where does that come from? That, um... I mean, I'm, I don't know if you know, I'm going to put you on a spot, but I'm going to say, like, tell me the answers, do I? Well, 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 <laughs> well my, uh, my extensive knowledge in psychology, yes. I will... Uh... <laughs> no, I mean, I, I think that's really interesting how she just went from, because she didn't in that moment go, okay, Norman, whatever you want. Can I can I interrupt just for a, a more of a mechanical, technical issue? Yes. Josh, if you're listening to us in the engineering booth, can you lower the microphone that you think is Dua's because she's not plugged in? Oh. And... All right, now you can put it back up. Okay, cool. Can you hear, can you hear me? And I can bring Dua's mic back up. She's been. I, I've been noticing that you've been you've been audible through my microphone, not yours. So I want to make sure you were, you were oh. more audible. Oh, there thanks, you go. Nando. There, there you, you are. are. Okay, Nando. Sorry about that, guys. Has anybody heard that. anything I've said? Yes, yes, we have. It's just <laughs> been a little more distant. It's been a little no, more distant. Um, so yeah, so now that that's all. But so the one thing I did kind of bury the well, bury one important part. Norma got a phone call. Mm-hmm. Norma got a phone call from mm-hmm. someone who's trying to sort out the estate. Of oh oh her oh! Mother. Can I take back an answer? I think that that's where it came from. It came from the phone call. Okay, that's where it came from because she got the phone call and then she said it didn't matter. But then how she responded to that phone call that she got was to get mad at Norman and tell him to get out of the car. Oh. That's what I think. You think that that was sort of a latent because yes. it's kind of like out of. I mean, you know, you know, you never know with Norma because it's like one moment she's here and she's here, but like that seemed a little out of character because she'd been in this super nurturing, protective yes. mode of Norman. But, this, but in that moment, she's like, "Get out of that car!" Yep. But in the scene before, she says, "Oh, by the way, here's your lunch. My mother died. It's yeah. no big deal. It doesn't matter. It yeah. doesn't matter." But then she got she blew up at him later, and I think that that's where it came from. That's a great point. I mm. love that. Love that, Nando. You read the same way, or what? Did you, what did you yeah, think? I read pretty much the what same way. What do you think of the phone call? The way she handled that phone call, and that sort of like dead. Well, man. you know, look, she's always even in season one when she was with the psychiatrist. You know, she has this story about her parents that she always 
puts up sure. about her dad always smiling and her mom mm-hmm. being a certain way. And, you know, when she finally opens up, we hear a different side of it. But I think right. just having a complete stranger calling her up. Right. And it was actually really cool when I when I saw, you know, we, we saw the episode uh, before the Tracy and, and Nestor interview. And then I rewatched it. It was really a nice shot seeing the guy sitting in the kitchen table of her childhood home. And you could see the wall with, 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 the, with, the, uh, with the, the different like ages of yeah. Norma and I guess Caleb, how sure. they were growing and everything. But yeah, I mean, I obviously just threw her completely, just right. having a complete stranger calling her up because again, it's a very personal story for her. Yeah, yeah. It, is, it is. If you look close to the wall, you can see where they she made them kiss. They were handprints. Just uh, oh no, never mind. But yeah, Norma definitely has a problem processing mm-hmm. tragedy. Sure. Well, I mean, like, and, and look, I don't know, man. I mean, there's talk about some bad genes. I know what's going on with that. I mean, I know what's going on with the grandmother of Norma, but like Norma's mom, Norma, Norman, I mean, like not, you know, hmm. not not the best gene pool going on there. When I, I, I hope, hope when it, I'm interested to see how far back we go in an origin story. I feel like we're going to get some, I'm getting a prediction now, but I feel like we're going to get some more backstory into Norma's mom to give us some insight as to, as to Norma and Caleb and then some further insight into Norman himself. Yeah. You know? I think that we'll have to because I think that where this show is going is a very, very dark place. I think we're going to see some really dark stuff sure. happen with Norma and to and to offset it and to make you, you know, um, really kind of... Um, What's the word I'm looking for? Sympathetic? Uh, yeah. You need to understand where it's coming from, or yeah. we're just going to lose connection with her. Which we talk about a lot. This is the grand trick that this show is playing, right? Because, again, we know how this thing ends. I mean, the end of the show is Norman in the Bates Hotel with his with his dead mother in the, in the attic and him killing girls in the shower. Like, yeah. That's the end of this wonderful story. Yeah. So, so Wonderful so they, story. They need to start telling the story from the beginning. Yeah, mm-hmm. so, so, so I mean, it's got to go someplace, and it just can only get dark. I mean, it can only get to the darkest point where everyone's dead and Norman's running the hotel with his dead mom upstairs. Yeah. You know, like, that's mm-hmm. in, and how, and how that happens is the interesting thing but like you know so it's kind of yeah i think i think it will get darker by just by definition by by necessity it's gonna get darker but we'll be there to watch because it's fascinating um so uh yeah so so, so she gets the news um she you know is is disturbed but not disturbed i love her response which is sort of like uh no thing i'm not interested like like, like it's a salesman yeah like, like hey your mother died we're starting off this wheel i'm not interested no thank you it's like huh? calling with at&t would you like to extend your i'm not interested <laughs> like like i don't know but uh yeah her response was was was, was interesting and great and very very normal like um so norman gets to school and he's trying to be as normal as possible i keep using norma normal and norman in the same well we've done that yeah. before it's yeah, no. crazy. I, um, they do we, it in the show too yeah, yeah. Well, then, norman that's not normal normal norman norma <clears throat> uh but norman is trying to be as normal as possible sitting there and eating his wonderful lunch with his little apple or orange or whatever and then who shows up is miss watson that, you know. Which I'm glad that she came back. We did it. We interviewed her last season. We did. We did. Season, season one. Before. Season one. Season one. Yeah. 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 Before she's, that, she's, we she's knew she was going to die. She's hanging around. Yeah, she yeah. is. Uh, she was, holds up pretty well for a decomposed corpse. Well, not until, until her neck. Uh, oh, so yeah, that's true. <laughs> until until that, that. that bit. Yeah, uh, that was cool. <laughs> that was cool, right? That yeah, was a cool was sequence. Cool. I mean, and that, and those lyrics from T. S. Eliot that she was—I didn't have a chance to look up what poem that was from, yeah. but she was talking about what they were going to learn in class today. Right. Well, that's so. So since I was going to ask you, you both of you, because since this is clearly coming from Norman's sub, subconscious, subconscious, like what what does that? What do you think this means? So what what is this? What is what is Miss Watson telling Norman? Is it just his own guilt? 
is he just what's happening there? Oh, that would have been good if somebody can write in and talk about that because that would have been good to look up that poem because yeah. I bet that's I bet that was a little Easter egg. Yeah, sure. I didn't have a chance. I, I didn't have a chance to write down Man, the lyrics, no. but there was something about well, okay, I, I mentioned it. You guys weren't going to mention <laughs> it. Come on, <laughs> I took a little extra step than you. you. I just didn't go the full step. The baseball tell you're letting us all down. No, I I do. I host the show. But what I think it has something to do with. I mean, looking at at the end of last season with that whole scene in the lie detector test with Norma kind of talking over Norman's ear. I feel like the way I look at it, he's got like fractured personalities. He's got the Norman, the innocent Norman, and then he's got that evil side, which Mm -hmm. is the Norman manifestation. So I almost feel that it's the innocent side coming up with the guilt. Right. Yeah. And that's the way I look at it. And I think that's what this whole thing was about facing. He's facing it. I think deep inside, he knows he's he's suppressing it, but he knows he killed her. Yeah. And yeah. now here comes the guilt that he's being racked with. And I'm mm-hmm. sure that poem, uh, they didn't say the name of it. It said it was a T.S. Eliot poem. Uh, those lyrics, that's why I have to write it down, um, would probably give him a little, maybe a little more insight. Sure. I, I, but the Something question, about the sea. Yeah, it was the sea, but then the next line was about girls. I, I, I was watching the DVD screener, so they didn't have subtitles. I couldn't, I don't have a chance to do I it. Gotta, uh, don't, don't try to name drop. I was watching the DVD screener, big shot. <laughs> I was, I was watching my network given DVD screener and of subtitles like the rest of you zeros. I would have liked to have had subtitles. I would have liked to have subtitles. Was, so apparently, like first world problems. You're a big deal. We get it. Now. I'm a big deal. I'm uh, running a marathon. You know, what? I'm running a marathon. What? Uh, but that's uh, this is you brought up an interesting point though because I'm still curious about the fact as to where Norman, what Norman remembers and what he thinks happened because you know does Norman. Consciously, Norman, we see now consciously know that, yeah, I had sex with Miss Watson. I slit her throat. That's what happened. Or is he like, did, when that actually happened, was that Norma who did that? Did he black out as Norma? Or did Norma, that Norma persona first get born in the lie detector test to take the blame for what? Norman did. Yeah, I don't had, think so because he had visions of her before. Though. Yeah, he had okay. visions of her before. So Norma, with Bradley. So, Nor- so Norma, for all intents and purposes, Norma killed Miss Watson, or did Norman? So uh, let me make this a little bit. Hold I'm on. So, I'm so trying they, to get this straight when here. They, when when uh, I know that when Carrie talks about Norma and then Norma's Norman's vision of Norma, he uh-huh. refers to her as Mother Norma. Okay. So I think that that might be easier so, to, to, okay. to not confuse us. Great. So did Mother Norma kill kill Miss Watson, or did or did Norman kill Miss Watson? I would probably say it was Mother Norma. Because was there evidence to that? I don't remember. Was there evidence to that in, well, the, in, the, the, movie, in the reveal? In the movie Psycho, he turns into his mother when he kills. No, no, I, no, I, I know that. I'm talking. I'm talking about. I'm trying to figure out the the, the birth of this character. Because when I don't think when that. he when obviously Norman went to see Miss Watson. Obviously mm-hmm. there was some 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 sex had, and then there was some throats slit. Mm-hmm. So when that happened, was that Norman or was that Mother Norma? Or did Mother Norma come come about later at the lie detector test? No, it was Mother. The- I think it was Mother Norma. I mean, first of all, he blacked out. He, he didn't remember a lot of that stuff till okay. he was cooped up. Till he was cooped up at the end of the last season, and he started getting those uh, those visions. He started realizing there was more to it than what what he remembered. Uh, but I think I think really he was just taken over by this other part of him. Which was which Mother is Mother Norma? Norma. Yeah. Well, where did Mother Norma come from? And this is this is important because this this is this speaks to the birth of Psycho. As well, we I feel it. like the Mother Norma was back even back when uh, when Norman was feeling rejected from Bradley back in season one. And she was on the bed. Yeah, she, she right. and she was telling, bed. and she was telling, uh, you know, she was putting those things in his head about what kind of girl does that, you know? Yeah. And, and right. remember when he went was, to confront Bradley, and Bradley. 
apologized to him, and that kind of triggered him back to normal. Right. Because he was really like, I don't think you're a nice person. And the way he was saying it, it looked like mm-hmm. he was going to kill Bradley right then and there in season one. Right. So I think it goes really, the birth of, of Norma really goes back from then. But however, other than uh, the fact that he killed his father in one of those blackouts, we haven't seen her right. ever kill anybody. God, I forgot that he killed his father. Yeah. Poor Norman. Yeah. 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 Hey, Norman's a killer. He is. And I think that he <laughs> hates that side of himself. Yeah. He's a stone like cold he's killer. confused by it, and he hates it, and I, you know. It's... Well, once he embraces it, yeah. be careful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, move out of town. He tried to kill Dylan. Remember yeah, that? He tried to kill Dylan in the kitchen. Yeah, made that little blackout. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And Dylan's like, dude, what are you doing? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I'm trying to kill you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm crazy. Can uh, we talk about Annika? Yeah, yeah. Let's get to Annika. Hello. So I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm still trying to get to the bottom of this. But anyway, that all happened. Um, I was trying to get to the bottom of this sort of Miss Watson vision versus Norma vision versus all, all I'm trying to get to the bottom of is when Norman sees Miss Watson, mm-hmm. like, is he like, is this Norman going like, what happened to you? Your throat was slit or is he? No, I think he's, I think he's scared. I think he thinks that he killed her. I think that he right. thinks that he's bad because yeah. that's why he was in the woods with his gun. He's sure. like, I'm bad. But then, but then. And that's but, why he's scared to go back to school after that whole incident. Yep. Right. Like I'm spending too much time on this, but I'm just trying to figure this out. No, it's important. It's important because Does he think does he think that Norma killed Miss Watson and he knows about it and he's just trying to protect his mom? I don't think or he does thinks he his thinks mom that he killed Miss Watson and Norma took the blame for it. Does anyone know what I'm talking about? I think <laughs> I think what here's what I, all right, here's what I think you're trying to say cuz I I think it wasn't clear to me until just now for some reason. Are you trying to say that every time he sees his mom in real life that he thinks that's the same exact person as his vision that he saw it has to. Well, he in has the to. lie detector. I mean, I mean, he has to. But, but more importantly, forget that for now. I'm just getting <laughs> to the fact that he saw Miss Watson. Mm-hmm. He saw Miss Watson with her throat cut. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. He knows on some level from the from the season finale of season two. So that Miss Watson that, killed Miss Watson. he killed Miss Watson, right? <laughs> no, they, yeah. they killed Miss So when he sees her, is he like, oh my God, there's Miss Watson. I killed her. I'm a bad person. Or is he going, oh my God, there's Miss Watson. Mother killed her. Like this is scary. We, I think we're covering he's just this up. freaked out by the fact that he's seeing Miss Watson think, and her that there's blood coming. Like I don't think he understands where that's coming from in his subconscious. Okay, I think he's just freaked out. I think he's not. Yeah, I don't think he's thinking about guilt. You know, the first two seasons, especially when it comes to Norma, <laughs> she's always she's always so nervous about. Oh no! Now we've done it. Now the cops are after right. us, or now we're about to die, or now this. She's got this nervous energy. Sure. I don't see that with Norman when he sees Miss Watson. I don't think he's thinking about, oh my God, we're going to get found out. Mom killed, or or I killed her. I think he's just more, again, guilt stricken. I think it's two sides of his psyche that are suppressed uh-huh. and they're fighting with each other right now. And I think it's more about that. I don't even think he's thinking mm-hmm. about guilt. I don't think he's thinking about covering something up. I think yeah. he's just like, I don't want to go to that school because then I have to face my own demons and Fair he's enough. busy suppressing them. Yeah. Cool. That's and, what I and when you suppress them, you don't go, th- you don't process them. When you don't process them, you don't understand them. And I don't think he understands anything. Yeah. When he was running up those stairs though, Flippo mentioned this because we actually all watched the episode a little bit early. Did you notice that all of the um, vents were red? Red, yeah. That's just something that's, you know, All right. Okay, mentioning. well, you know. Brazil, yes, I don't feel I like you're satisfied. I don't think you're satisfied. <laughs> so fine. did Norman do it? Or did Norma? Mother Norma. Norma do the Norman? Norm- oh, God. Right, Let's move. Annika. Annika shows up in this Porsche. 
And uh, and stilettos. And stilettos. And that really odd kind of, walk. She has that like kind of boat legged, kind of trying to be sexy, kind of bow legged walk. Kind of. Try, you, you should say that for Tracy when she was here. I should have. What is that? That was a weird that's little a, walk. That was the worst was... backhanded compliment I've ever. <laughs> no, I'm guessing that's part of the character because I mean, okay. based on what we know of the character, I'm assuming that that she intentionally was walking like that. Okay, fair enough. It's very I, different I, than a revolution character. Uh, but I, I like the, the the Porsche and the scene of the the, the the quintessential shot of the leg coming out of the Porsche and uh-huh. then the, the pan up to the to the some shots else. never die that, yeah, that, that always that, works that never never fails no lowly but a goody uh the, to the reveal you know annika um and also the shot of Norman and Norma sort of staring at her like, oh, who's that? Yeah, so did there. you see Norma? Norma? Norman was like totally like breathtaking. Norma was like, who the fuck are you? Yes, <laughs> yes, for sure. And it was it was great. And so that 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 sequence and when they, when, they, when she's checking in, they're trying to figure this out again. It says so much about the Norman and Norma relationship from an outside point of view because you get to see them sort of like mm-hmm. you get to see her watch. We're watching her watch them. You know, which is kind of great because yeah. they're fumbling and Norman's kind of like you know looking at. Her looking at her dress and she's whatever and and then Norma's kind of looking at him look at her and he's and she's like uh, well he just he had a rough day at school uh, he, he's at school today I'm gonna take him upstairs I'm gonna take him upstairs cause he's mine you know yeah. <laughs> yeah. very put him as far away from you as possible man. yes we're gonna go spoon yeah so yeah I mean did you did you read like did you read that Norma was like stay away from my son oh or yeah. was it very much like like cause it was a lot, a lot, lot of like you know he's in high school you know, yeah. I, I picked him up from school, so, you know, get out of here in your Porsche. I don't know. How did you read that? Uh, yeah, I mean, of course. I mean, Norma's protective and territorial over her son. Uh, I think the only the only woman who's really broken through that has been Emma. Uh-huh. And it, it's taken a lot of work for Emma to break through that. But sure. here comes this very attractive woman, uh, dressed a little scantily with, the, like you said, stilettos. Yeah. And of course, Norma's going to feel just, well. Whatever it was, their heels, their heels, in the yeah. heels. I don't know. I'm a well, guy. She said stilettos. She said stilettos. She did. Yeah. yeah there we go, Joe. All right. But did Mother Norman did no, no, no. But anyway, so yeah. Of course, she's territorial. I, sure. I, I totally can see it a mile away. Any any woman that comes, especially one that gives a little look at Norman or one that Norman checks out, and yeah. she's going to be a little uh, protective over her son. Sure. Uh, room number four. Room number four. She yeah. checks into the, you know, to the, to the famous room number four we know from Psycho, and we know bad things happen in room number four. Mm-hmm. Um, but yet, you know, that that's we're, we're, it'll be interesting to see if this is the origin of the room number four. If 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 Tracy, Tracy, if Annika is <laughs> the one yep. that maybe starts this whole obsession with this room and and starts him doing, you know, down mm-hmm. this path. But um, you know, this remains to be seen. I guess, that, but it's definitely. Well, interesting. I mean, he already watched her in the shower. Yeah, well, we can get to that. I mean, after so, you know, after, he, he she does ask for help with her light bulb. Mm-hmm. You know, the old "I need help with my light bulb" trick, yeah. and uh, when which she sort of kind of like not interrogates Norman, but kind of gets the lay of the land, like. You know, your mother's a little overprotective, huh? She mm-hmm. really looks out for you. And, you know, Norman very nervously puts the light bulb up. And it was kind of a very cute scene. I feel like it was a very, there's some chemistry there, some flirty happening. It was, yeah, it was, a, it was, a, and again, it harkens back to Nestor said that they always use props and tools yep. and everything. That ladder was very interesting and almost like a power struggle of sure. like, you know, he was on the ladder helping her. It was a great way to play the scene. And I think it, it, it was really good. Um, Tracy said something when she was here that I always now, anytime I see her on screen, I keep in the back of the mind. And she said that Annika is there for a specific reason. Right. Almost like on a mission. So in my head, the first thing that I thought, I'll save for predictions, but in my head, I'm thinking, what is she there to do? And to be who, hot. Who, but is she looking to get revenge oh. for something? Oh. Hmm. oh, good point. 
That's yeah. what I was thinking. Yeah, that's a good point. And I, I wonder because because what just happened? A whole bunch of people just died. Yeah, a lot of a lot of people just died. I want to so, get to that in a second, but like a lot of people just died. Um, and I also asked, you know, she's very careful, Tracy. That is very careful not to spoil anything. But you know, I asked her how does she feel? How does, how does Annika feel about Norman? And she's like, you know, she thinks she thinks he's sweet. You know, as a teenage guy, he's looking down her blouse, she's catching up. Well, and he calls her, he thinks she's a good person, even though she is obviously a lady of the night. Right. She's an expensive... It seems, she's a like whore. Expensive. You can say it. She's, she's expensive. a whore. I'm just trying to be nice. She goes to night. She goes to parties <laughs> with expensive is men. She's a courtesan. <laughs> uh, she is a... Uh, yeah. <laughs> she's dating 1895? for dinner. <laughs> 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 this is... This is the, uh, she likes to party at expensive, uh, expensive parties with wealthy men. Yeah, so well, I'm surprised the, that, that there are parties with wealthy, wealthy men, considering the whole drug trade has been sealed up. But we'll get into that. We'll so. get into that. Well, so so that whole thing, so so we see that little thing, you know, that little uh, exchange between Norman Norman and Annika, and then later, of course, we see Annika taking a shower, which which very much made me very nervous when I saw this. We saw this mm-hmm. pilot before we had Tracy on. Um, now, look, you know, spoiler alert, I think it's pretty clear that Tracy's going to be sticking around. I mean, Annika will be sticking around. But there, are, there's twice in this in this, in this uh, episode where I thought she wasn't going to make it. Mm-hmm. The first time was in the shower, mm-hmm. but clearly they weren't going to, they're not going to do that yet or at all. That maybe. would be ambitious, episode one. Episode that would one. be very ambitious. <laughs> uh, and then, and then you know, we'll talk about the end of the episode, how it ended, which which seems yeah. very like, who knows. I think that's misdirection. Right. It's definitely mis- misdirection. But, you know, we got Norman and his peeping Tom Norman that we see from Psycho. And, mm-hmm. and this is maybe his first, this wasn't his first real move with the peeping Tom. Didn't he do another peeping Tom move in season one? Um, or season two, I, I thought there was wanna, another move with I him. Like, say, yeah, no, the closest thing I could think of is maybe when uh, Blair Watson was taking off her clothes yeah, uh, in the bedroom. That's the only thing I could think of, and that was right before he blacked out. But right. that wasn't really. I, it was a little bit of a peeping tom. She left the door open in her bedroom. Right. Yeah. So that's the only one. There was nothing in the hotel, at least. I think it's really interesting. I just want to like a sidebar. I, I, you know, we talk about Vera a lot, but I think the way like Freddie's playing this and the way that they're writing Norman. It's very interesting that, like, everything around um, the character of Norman Bates has to do with sort of sex or repression or mm-hmm. forbidden sex or whatever yeah. it is. And same in the same with this this Norman, like, obviously from season one, mm-hmm. like, he's confused. Does he want to? Is he attracted to someone? Is he having sex with someone? Um, a, Norman kind of gets laid a lot. Like, he's, it's clear that he's had a lot. He's been getting hmm. sex. But, but Freddie doesn't play Norman as a sexual guy at all. Like, he, Norman yeah. is the furthest thing from a guy who's going out and getting laid. He's the furthest thing from a guy who seems to even want to have sex other than a creepy kind of smile. Mm-hmm. Yet, this guy's always in that position. It's, it, it's just an interesting thing, you know. Well, it's only two people in three seasons, really. Bradley and, and Blair. But he's still getting sad. I mean, for someone, uh, your point is made. Right. Sorry, somebody not, is awkward and for as awkward seventeen yeah. year old antisocial. He, Bradley's smoking hot. Miss Watson's smoking hot. Yeah, and he's and he's uh he, he's got his eyes on uh, and poor Emma's. You know, that's a new girlfriend. Who yeah, knows? And he's got his Which eyes on, on Annika. So I mean, like he's not. You know, he, he, this is a guy with with the stuffed dog in his room. He just seems you know spooning his mother. <laughs> like this doesn't seem like the kind of guy. I think it's interesting choices the way like. Bradley was all, just shocked he's getting so much ass. No, I'm like, not. This guy's a <laughs> Oh, what I'm saying is, it's an interesting choice how this whole thing is sort of surrounded by this repressed, you know, it's all about sex, but yeah. yet Norman is not playing, I mean, Freddie's not playing normal as Norman as a sort of like pervert, pervert guy. Yeah. It's just a really repressed sort of like sweet, wide-eyed guy who's sort of like, oh, 
okay, I guess we can. But yeah. yet, the desires are there. I think oh, it's just an interesting the way that they would play it. Anyway, that's just my side. Because the thing is, he's there. so repressed. Sure. That's why. That's why everything is repressed. Sure. Um, and, you know, I think the moral of the story is don't repress your sexual urges. Well, sure. And, and, and which, which Nando does not. Um, I do not repress my sexual <laughs> urges. I, what? I, 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 I do the Blacklist podcast with you and Julia. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the inside joke, suppose. Um, no, everybody tune into that black podcast. Black it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a hoot nanny. It's a, it's a hoot nanny. It's a hoot, I'm just going back to 1895. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, no, it's a bee's so, knees. But the, the, the reason why I got on that. The reason why I got on that first place. The reason why I got on the first place is I'm thinking about. I'm thinking back to him peeking in the shower, checking her out. Mm-hmm. There's no sense of like he's like, oh yeah. It's just kind of like this weird like bump yeah. bump. What's going on here? Yeah. Like it's a kind of a menacing look. It's more mm-hmm. of a menacing thing than anything that's sexual. That's 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 what I find interesting about the way that this is sort of being played. Anyway, so that happens. But let's go back to. Uh, to you know, back to season two into season three transition. Uh, our our guy Nestor and I'm gonna talk about Romero and Dylan. Oh, can we say one th- more thing about um, about Annika before? Yes. I, I know we're gonna save uh, the the ending for the end. Yeah, I guess. Okay. But I just really like. I mean, other than Watson, other than Whiplash Watson, I really like the way that Annika is is using her sexuality. I mean, her whole speech in the car with Norman. Yeah. About it's just sex. You, mm-hmm. It melts away. And and she's not necessarily hitting on him, but I think someone like her, she can't help but kind of show that kind of si- that side to her. And the only right. other person I think we've really seen that way on the show has been Miss Watson. Right. Because Miss Watson, even playing the teacher, she still has been so concerned mm-hmm. about Norman in a oddly... Like, she can't hide her sexuality right. type of way. And Norman's response is always like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, he, and I think he finds it intriguing because he is so repressed and he doesn't right. show that side of himself. And he's like, oh my gosh, this person's so sexually open. It's right. so alluring. Yeah. And she played it so well because she didn't play it slutty. It would be so easy to play that character slutty. Mm-hmm. But she doesn't. She plays it really sweet. Yeah. Right? I agree. And like the way that she kind of just like smiled and smirked at him when she caught him looking down her blouse. Yeah, that's great. It was like really cute. And yeah. I think that that's what's going to make her a great character. And that's what sort of speaks to that. Almost, that was almost like a meet cute situation. Like, you know, oh. it's almost a very, there's something very sweet and almost the rapport is very like, you know, like, like the scene in the la- with the ladder mm-hmm. was, it feels like, oh, they might be a couple, you know, something may be happening here. There's some yeah. chemistry, but you know. Who knows? I agree. Um, and, and, and well, also just back to the, the, Nor- the Norman thing, how he reacts. I'm just still hung up on this whole sexuality Norman thing. Again, back to Freddie Mohammer, the way he plays this. I think of this whole thing of like his relationship with Norma, which is so inappropriate. And mm-hmm. it's so, you know, it could be played a lot of different ways, but it's just a subtlety of like, I love my mother. I spoon her. I give her these long kisses. I want to be close to her. But we don't ever get this hint of like he's sexually attracted to her. Yeah. It's just a weird, like, he just odd know. close. But it's know. an odd closeness. Like, I, I remember there was one scene, I can't remember if it was from season one or season two, when she's getting undressed and Norman's just looking at her. Yeah. <laughs> and she finally realizes it herself. It's and like, she, kind of, that's a little too far. And yeah, she yeah. kind of scolds him a little bit. But there's that weird. Now get in bed and spoon me. Now get in bed and spoon me. <laughs> Don't watch me undress. Now just get in bed. Yeah, no, it's, 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 mm-hmm. it's, it's weird. Okay, so Romero and Dylan. So last season, you know, the, the whole economy, the whole ecosystem of, of the town is the weed game, the weed trade. Uh, has been completely dismantled 
by Sheriff Romero. So Sheriff Romero has apparently come out as a law enforcement guy, has come out completely victorious. Like, mm-hmm. he's he's the big winner. Um, and we see this opening scene with the DEA, and they're burning down the fields, and the DEA agent's like, almost like, you know, backslapping Romero, like, congratulations, buddy. Like, you know, 27 acres of weed and, you know, 43 arrests. Like, mm-hmm. you're the man. And Romero's like, yeah, I guess. Like, mm-hmm. it's kind of interesting. I, I forgot to ask Nestor about that. Well, we couldn't. Well, yeah, we didn't want to talk about yeah. the but pilot. That yeah. was, I, I, I love that. It's it sort of. Again, it, it, this whole shrouded mystery. This is a moment where it's a big victory for Romero, yet he's kind of like bummed, right? I mean, yeah, how did you read that? I scene? didn't read it as a victory at all. In fact, until you said that, I didn't even realize that it was a victory. Um, I just loved. I, I didn't. It wasn't. And I, you know, I was. I was really sad about it. You were sad um, about see all the weed go. Yeah, I bet, <laughs> yeah. That's exactly. That's exactly. Tell us some more, Dua. Yeah. Tell us some more about Tear, yourself. Yeah. Like Twenty-seven fields gone. Yeah, it's it's like, like no. It's like the American Indian. Yeah. Only you can prevent forest yeah. fires. That's just right. crying. Uh-huh. Yeah. I would tell you more, yes. but I just forgot. Hey, oh. That was my um, that was my favorite commercial back in 1978. I just mixed two commercials. Not not only it's the one where people throwing trash out and the yeah. Indian crying. The Indian was littering. Smokey the Bear was the forest fires. Forest yeah. fires. Yeah. You know, they're they're, both, they're both from the 70s. They're so both from okay. the 70s. Very long ago. Oh, this guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. My favorite scene of the episode was Romero. You know, if I wasn't a cop, if you weren't a cop, you'd what? Bagoom! Oh, yeah. Oh, his well, head I in get, the you know, bar. So so that happens, and he goes and meets with Dylan, and he's kind of pumped up, like, okay, listen, Dylan, we got to get this thing going. And Dylan's like, yeah, I'm kind of cool with the weed game. 99 plants, I'll just do something myself, it's fine. Yeah, that's the legal amount, It's this weird moment of, like, the Sheriff Romero is trying to talk the kid into, like, how we're going to run the thing, and, this is, and he tells the Sheriff, I'm going to be legal, and he's like, what are you talking about? I mean, that's kind of a clue there to where Romero's well, going, that, coming from. But was that from Romero's own motivation, or was that from, because he made it sound at the very end of that scene, Dylan is like, you know, we shouldn't have a problem because what I'm doing is legal. And he's like, yeah, we shouldn't. And I didn't know if that was a threat from Romero or a, th- a warning from Romero about everybody else that's going to be coming out of the woodwork now. Shrouded in mystery. Because you can't, you can't just, mystery. you can't Alex burn Romero. down 27 acres of plants without pissing off a lot of people. There's yeah. a vacuum. There's a vacuum in that town right now because they lost a, a major source of income for quite a few people. For, yeah, for the town. But like, you know, and that, there's, there's a lot of things happening in that moment with, with Dylan Romero because, you know, Dylan's kind of saying, okay, that happened. Woo, we got out of here. I'm out of here. And, and, you know, Romero's like, how are we going to keep this thing going? I need to take a more active role. You're the kingpin Well, now. not to forget that this is the, you know, Romero covered for Dylan twice. Said, you know, yeah, he, like he said, this is you. how the story's going to be. I, I could have done something to you as well. And he was, but he was very like, I was like, dude, I, I saved you. Yeah. I covered for you. Like, what what are you doing? And he's like, yeah, man, I have plants. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know what that warning was, but it felt very ominous one way or another. And again, the, the, the shroud of mystery the, 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 as a... As uh, Nestor Shroud calls it, <laughs> you know, his, his, his Nestor brings his shroud of mystery to every character he goes. Yeah, uh, he maybe packs it up. He brings it out. Here's my mm-hmm. cloak of mystery. Yeah, um, you need a mysterious guy. I got the guy for <laughs> I got you. Got the cloak right here. It's real mysterious. Uh, so anyway, so that, yeah, that. So I, I don't know. I don't know. We'll, I guess we'll soon find out in episode seven, as, as Nestor said, like mm-hmm. what the true motivations are. But I'm very curious as to how this plays out. Well, um, don't forget also. Uh, you know, we didn't get to see Nestor at home. Or rather at the hotel. So I'm assuming right. he's still staying there. But this is a man who's lost a lot of money. So I, if anything, I, I felt maybe that was, this was an opportunity for him 
to you know make some money with Dylan mm-hmm. to he go does in have as partner. All that money from season one. Don't forget. Yeah, Do you remember? That's yeah, true. Yeah. He does have that. Money sure. Well, unless it was burned down in the house. No, yeah. no, no. He took it. At the very, it. very last scene. It's in, he put it in his house. Yeah. Hopefully, we'll come back. to Oh, that. Romero. I, he I, put it in Romero's house. Yeah, he had. Yeah, it. yeah and that house got burned down. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's the house that got burned down. The one with all the money. Can't get anything past you. Um, <laughs> nothing gets past you. Uh, I, I saw that weed. All right, so uh, <laughs> twenty-seven acres field. So Romero, but then we did see the scene you're talking about in the bar where he's in the he's in the bar, kind of doing his thing, and the guys come up like, "Dude, you're supposed to be looking out for us. What's going on?" It's like it's a moment of like, "A, I am I'm a badass, that, mm-hmm. that, which was very cool, and B, I'm still the sheriff and I'm still in control of this town, even though I'm not in control of this town." Yeah. And uh, even though he, he, he was out of uniform. Yeah. Don't forget who you're cool. talking to. That's what yeah. that said. That yeah. That, been, yeah. All that was very cool. So good good for him on that. And then Dylan goes away separately and goes and hangs out with his homie. Who's this kid now? That was Gunner. That was uh, Gunner? that was the kid who had a little thing with Emma. That's uh, right. Gunner. The trimmer. That's yeah. Right. Was that Puka Shells? Yeah, I think that was Puka Shells. That was Puka Shells? Yeah. Was no. it Puka Shells? No. That was Puka What's Shells? What's Puka Shells? I'm trying to remember Puka, Puka, Puka Shells. Shells. Puka Shells was the guy that was Gunner. He was yeah, Gunner. Was, I think yeah. that was Gunner, yeah. Okay, he said Gunner him. in the beginning, so I'm assuming that was him. That yeah. was him. Okay, we called him Puka Shells because he was like yeah. rocking the Pukas. He doesn't look Puka anymore. He doesn't look very Puka-ish. Yeah. I'm same. pretty sure it's Gunner. You can correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty All sure right. that, that was uh, that well, he, who that guy is. Timmy lost the Puka Shells, which is which is good yeah. luck. Yeah. Uh, so, but then, uh, so that happens, and then he's, um, Dylan's going off, and he finds out, he feels like he's being tailed. He is being tailed, and he sees that it's his dunkle Caleb, Dunkle. who kind of comes up and, and, and you know, doing his thing of like, hey man, I just wanna, just trying to help you out. I'm just trying to hang out. And- hey, he did a really good thing. You know why? Caleb? Yes, he gave. Well, didn't they part terms on like when he first came last season? Uh-huh. Normal wanted nothing to do with him, but then he asked Dylan for money. Yeah, he had that investment opportunity. Exactly. And then he asked Dylan for money, and Dylan was like, what the fuck? Right. And so he was like, so now he came back, and he was like, guess what? My mother died. I have some money. It's for you. Yeah. I think that that's, it was a peace offering. But do we really think this is a peace offering? Because, dude, I don't know. This is another, and Caleb's bringing his own shot of mystery to this this party. I think he's sincere. I don't know. Like, he could have left, and he's like, hanging out. He's like, oh, the car's still. Yeah, because he's like, I'm your dad. Yeah, I, I know I'm your dad. So you, so you think? Okay, so that, well, well, that's so it's revealed that Caleb actually is, or at least he says he is, yeah. is the father. Yeah. So this means that Norma and Caleb did, yep. you know, do the deed. Yeah. So Norma did have sex with her brother. Yep. That's a confirmed. Hashtag Dunkle. Hashtag Dunkle. <laughs> and to have uh, Dylan, uh-huh. and that's the way it is. Now I think this was already confirmed because Norma was saying she was raped, but. You know, uh, Caleb kind of get had a different version of the story by saying like the father, our, yeah, yeah, our parents are crazy. The mother was crazy. She made mm-hmm. us do things mm-hmm. like all or not even that. The, the thing was all we had was each other because mm-hmm. things were so crazy. So you know, you know things it's happen. really if you look at it, it's really interesting. Do you guys remember when Dylan was introduced? He kind of came out of nowhere, yep. didn't really have anything. Kind of got the cold shoulder from Norma. He yep. was kind of there. Caleb is going through the exact same thing. Sure, sure. And so the similarities between right. <laughs> I'm going to take your mic back off. I'm going to take your mic off again. Right. Uh, okay. The similarities between like I'm transforming between um, between Dylan and Caleb are huge, right. and they're but they're subtle still. 
Yeah, I, it'll be Caleb's a real key to something. He's hanging around there for a reason. He's shrouded in mystery himself. We'll see what happens with him. Um, two more things to get to, and then we want to get into the, the to news and gossip. Is number one, uh, we Emma, Emma, sweet little Emma's back, and yeah. sweet little Emma finally Norman in a in a in a, in a surprise move from the surprise I move that I did date. not see coming. What motivated that? It, well, her diminished lung capacity. Well, she says I think that, that was part of it. But what was that? So you know, this, this, for those who didn't watch, well, you're all watching because the after show Norman says <laughs> Norman says I think we should date to Emma and they become they start dating that, that they was their official thing they, yeah. they kiss and now we're dating what do we do that we're dating but where does this come from you say it's because she gave the kind of like sob story of like diminishing lung capacity I gotta live for the moment mm-hmm. and this is Norman's way of saying I care about you so let's date I mean what do you what did you get from this Dua I thought so it's interesting I originally thought that the reason that he was saying this was because he was almost like sexually charged from Annika coming into town yeah it felt like a reaction and he was just like and he was like oh we're gonna stick it and he was just like you know <laughs> that's not what Norman said <laughs> that's what he said but he's so repressed you wouldn't know that that he's like now you know is this what? how you think guys think I think, I think is this is he getting inside the head Right now. This is Where dating with Dua. It? Where can I stick it? I'm Ask your questions. Tweet to Dua. <laughs> dating with Dua. Um, is that not, dear Dua? Not, where can I stick it? Uh, <laughs> yeah. it might, be, might be true. Go, ahead. Um, right, go for that's, it. That's that's what I'm thinking. I think now he's sexually charged. He's like, I think that we should date. I think the diminished lung capacity is a really good answer, though. Right. Because she's like my lung capacity. Well, is it, yeah, it's more, I mean that's a big thing. I mean life is short. She she put on this big soft story like I don't know how much more time I'm going to have with you because right. uh, my time is short. And sure. if you're not going to be in school, uh, I'm not. I'm, there's going to be less opportunities for me to see you. So it, it's not only just dating. He's telling her to be homeschooled with him. Yeah. <laughs> you know they're going to be a mm-hmm. couple like you know they're going to be around each other for a long time yeah. as much time as possible but I think a lot of it too is also Which is even a sweet moment I thought I think yeah. it's kind of sweet but I think a lot of it too also just goes back to Norman not knowing who to trust Emma's one of the few people in the town that knows about the blackouts at least doesn't sure. know about Watson but knows about the blackouts knows about his situation and he trusts her with secrets he told yeah. her about I believe he told her about the rape it was on his uh, it was on his checklist right he told her about his mom's rape I believe he did. It was on. I think it was on his checklist from last season, but okay. I can't remember. But he did tell. He did tell her a lot of secrets, so he trusts her. So I think he if, did. Yeah. So I he think did, if anything, on the bed, when she was about to quit, right? She's like, "I'm quitting," and he was like, "This is why we couldn't tell That's you. It right. didn't have to do with Dylan. Yeah. You know, yeah. she knows everything, and she has all heart." Yeah. yeah. So and and his mother and approves Emma of so Emma so as well. So I almost feel yeah. like this is a safety valve for him. Fair he he also gets protected and and he's with somebody who cares about him. And look, he knows people have been telling him since season one. I think uh, I think her dad was the first person to tell him before he started taking taxidermy lessons from him that my daughter has a thing for you. Right. Yeah. So. But exactly what does that mean that they're dating? Because two seconds after he said that they were dating, he doesn't Annika, know how to date. Annika walks in and she's like, "Oh, I need something." He goes, well, "I'll drive is, you." This you is know? The that 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 love triangle and that with, 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 they'll be interesting to see how this plays out because yeah you have Annika who's kind of you know playing the femme fatale role but not really and then mm-hmm. Emma who's like okay well you're giving her a ride but we're dating but is anything happening and that's weird and then of course you have the uh, she's not a triangle it's like a square then you have Norma <laughs> out on the other side who he's it's still like, spooning with every night like so a, yeah. um, and then we we touched on it earlier but then the moment where Norma had her breakdown and she's like you know and they talked a little bit and Norman you know this is kind of their relationship Norman kind of gave Norma the like, well, I guess it's time for me to leave now. She's like, where are you going? 
oh, well, we can't do this anymore, remember? That's yeah. how I read it. And she's yeah. like, no, one last time. Yeah. You know? And like, they do that a lot. Like, she's like, where Norman tries to give it back. Like, Norma will... It's a little power thing, I think. It's a definite power yeah. struggle. Norma will do something to Norman, mm-hmm. and then Norma will need something, and Norman kind of comes back with like, oh, you said no more spoony spoony from the Norm dog. Yeah. You know, so... Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I don't know what that, what that was. Yeah. <laughs> get, get, move over, you silly girl. Yeah, and so, uh, anyway... Let so, me get next to you. That's what it, yeah, that's, yes. it was crazy. Can I just say yes. that I think that we shouldn't, um, like, just completely ignore the fact that Norman is no longer in school now, which yes. I think is great. I think that isolating himself from people his own age is going to be super healthy for him for the rest <laughs> of the season. Exactly. Well, like I said, yeah, I'm sure, like, Norman's gonna, uh, you know, uh, Norman handles all this very well, like I said <laughs> last week. Uh, last thing before we get to, uh, news. Get out of here. The um, the last scene, of course. Yeah. She gives uh, Norman goes to give uh, Annika the ride. They have that lovely talk. We talked. Norman about. was going to walk home. Was gonna, was because walk, because dro- get dropped off and yeah, then walk back, walk back, and be back in about an hour or so. But mm. yet he comes zooming back in the Porsche alone. Yes. What do we so, think about that? Well, I mean, obviously it's it's a it's, it's a red herring a little bit because we I'm sure that Annika's not gone. I'm assuming he just dropped her off and then kept the Porsche and then and she's like, yeah, just take my Porsche. Yeah, home. and then Emma's going to be like, oh, you have the Porsche, and then it'll be a thing. Cause... Well, Emma left for the day. Yeah. Emma left for the oh, night. Okay. So to I guess to but establish this it it more it than an hour. It took a lot longer than an hour. Yeah, right. To establish Emma, that Emma Emma left and he came back and so you know yeah mm-hmm. who knows but but no, I'm you know I'm thinking Norman she's not in the trunk or anything. Right. <laughs> so we'll see. All right, let's just. So uh, I may have a couple. Do you want predictions or you got some news no, and gossip? No, I have a little news and gossip. All right, we got about. No, it's just you know, it's just a little bit of news and gossip that I have. I love you know what I love about A and E and I love about this this show is that it really helps and it not helps it really um uh, takes care of their fans. So they were live tweeting all during the premiere episode of season three, which is great. Um, they have there are a whole bunch of stories. There's a story on uh, Entertainment Weekly about Carlton Cuse. It talks about kind of like his you know how he came to be a lot about his um, younger years and his early jobs. Check that out if you can. I actually have that on my Twitter page if you want to check that out at Dua Casey. Um, also, there is a story about Carrie Aaron or Carrie Aaron wrote a story for LA Weekly talking about what how she kind of goes about um, writing the role of Norma. And she said, uh, which I found really interesting, the first thing that she has to do is forget that she's been through therapy. Right. And she has to kind of throw all of that out the window because anytime you look at the decisions that Norma makes as a character... It's the she opposite has, of what you would do if you have any ex- kind of like... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, if you have any kind of a healthy mental process going. Um, so check that out. I also want to shout out to... Uh, at what is it girl in room number nine yes she does she posts great things on our twitter pages and she yes. uh, she uh also corrected me last week i said that it was the purge it was the plunge it was plunge. the plunge yes. it was episode six was Thank the you. plunge the purge is that really nice bad movie my, franchise my, my, my new dance yes, yes. she yes. yeah she always uh she always posts she or he but she always posts um great things and it's really fun and thank you so much we, we love thank we you. love seeing those um uh another one is the have you guys seen the premiere the preview Sorry, the Sorry. the preview. The it's this huge. It's the it was the huge trailer. They used a hundred cameras. It was from the song that we just oh, yeah, great. played. Yes, yes, yes. Mom, it, they used a huge a um, hundred cameras surrounding a huge carousel like stage mm-hmm. that was rotating. And in this, they actually show Norman dressed as Norma. Oh, so it's really great. Check that out if you Check haven't. Yeah. And they do like a forty-five minute YouTube like behind the scenes of it. That's really great. Cool as well. Um, yeah. Hashtag Dunkle. Go ahead. That's it. That's all I got. That's, that's a lot, dude. Thank you. Uh, let's yeah. get quick predictions, like 10 seconds each go. 
Um, I think <laughs> I think that Annika has something to do with Nick. Do you remember Nick yep. that died? I think that Annika has something to do with his Nick. niece. Maybe. No, you okay. know what? I could see a, a family resemblance there. I think that's a good one. Yeah. I mean, the, the obvious one. I think that uh, I think Annika might not be in the next next week's episode just to just to play off this red herring. Really? Okay. Okay. Yeah. The Porsche will be visible, but she won't be, and I think there'll be some suspicion, and then she'll probably end up popping up. Maybe she's up. tied up right. somewhere. Maybe <laughs> she's tied up somewhere. But I, I think they're gonna they're gonna play up this red herring. I I, I agree with the two of you that uh, that she's still alive, but I think they're gonna play this up. Uh, I'm very curious as to see what Caleb's role will be with Norma, and I wonder if if, if Caleb and Norma will sort of warm up to each other, and I don't want to see that, because there'll be some weird, uh, you know, will, will Romero be jealous? Will Norman be jealous? Yeah. Like, there's something there in this <laughs> creepy family incestuous. Romero loves Norma. Don't, oh, don't, don't get it twisted. No Mero. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> no Mero. All right. Uh, that's it. Uh, thanks for joining us this week. Uh, it's great, great to be back. Uh, Joe Sanfilippo will be here next week as well. You can find him on his website, josephsanfilippo.com, and at Joe Flippo on Twitter and Instagram. Duo, where can we find you? You can find me at, at Dua Casey at D U A K A I S S I. Nando. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram. Oh, look there. Uh, at Nandovel, N A N D O V E L. Uh, you can also find me here on other shows like The Walking Dead and Blacklist with You, Sir, and Survivor and a bunch of other stuff. And hey, feel free to tweet at me or follow me. I'm running the marathon on Sunday. Uh, <laughs> the LA Marathon. marathon. And uh, yeah, cheer. Give me some support. Or Because these guys won't. <laughs> So, yeah. <laughs> I'm Joe Brazwell. You can find me uh, here at, at After Buzz on the Blacklist with Nando and Joe and uh, Julia Nadua. Also on Twitter and Instagram at Joe K. Braswell. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Josh. Bye-bye. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire After Buzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the After Buzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.